Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A tricky new way to sneak past repressive internet censorship. With the number of internet blackouts on the rise, cybersecurity firm Equality figured out how to hide censored online news in satellite TV signals. By Justin Ling. All over the world, walls are going up around the internet. For years, autocratic regimes have been in a race to heighten those walls as their citizens develop taller and taller ladders. The more they filter and block, the more their citizens come up with clever technical solutions to access the uncensored truth. There is mounting evidence, however, that repressive regimes are opting to just shut down access to the open internet entirely, and that such blackouts could become permanent. A team of cybersecurity researchers believe they have come up with a clever new way to fight back, a Trojan horse, specifically a satellite feed designed to look like a television station, which actually carries a payload of uncensored news and information. It's a particularly retro solution to a very modern problem. The program, dubbed EQSAT, has been tested and is ready to be put into action during the next internet shutdown. Whether it's in Russian-occupied Ukraine, Iran, or one of the many repressive regimes that regularly block internet access. The cybersecurity firm behind the program, Equality, has spent years developing tools designed for civil society in countries with aggressive internet filtering. Its mobile browser, Sino, connects users to the open internet and serves content peer-to-peer. When a particular website is blocked or throttled, Sino grabs a copy of the website supplied by another user who can access the site normally. Sino's weakness, like all peer-to-peer services, is that it still requires some connection to the outside world to deliver blocked content. During a total shutdown, Sino's peer-to-peer connections are severed as well. There are some unreliable solutions to this problem. In some cases, mobile internet or Wi-Fi can be broadcast into an area experiencing internet shutdown. There have been plans to try to broadcast a cellular or Wi-Fi signal from Finland into Russia, for example. In North Korea, balloons with USB keys attached to bring news and entertainment into one of the most heavily censored countries in the world. But cell signals can be jammed, Starlink terminals can be triangulated, and balloons can be intercepted. The best way to deliver information into a closed country without being caught or thwarted, Jason Rocks tells Wired, is steganography, the act of camouflaging information inside another message. And EQSAT is the answer to the question, how do you blend in the most? Rocks and the team at Equality rented space on commercial satellites and began broadcasting their own television channel to countless home satellite receivers throughout Asia and Africa. 
But should anyone be flipping through the channels, the e-quality station will be static or color bars. Anyone who records the channel to a USB key, however, would discover that one of the audio tracks is in fact a compressed file. Extracted on a computer, it reveals a wealth of information. So this is a mechanism we developed to replenish from the outside, Rox says. We partnered with dozens of news organizations to basically take a snapshot of their websites, and very much like Internet Archive, the Wayback Machine, we keep a version of their site, and we update them daily, quarterly, whatever the basis is. And that works out to about all those sites for Russia and Ukraine, about a gig and a half of data. That data, once extracted, can be fed into the BitTorrent network and can update the cache for their Sino browser. This tactic is pretty safe overall. Blocking satellite signals is difficult and unreliable. Russia tested an anti-satellite weapon in 2021, but it is unlikely to deploy such a weapon on commercial broadcasting satellites. And given that the signal will be beamed out to millions of households, pinpointing who is actually accessing the Trojan horse is tricky. The riskiest part of the process is uploading the information to the BitTorrent network. That's why Equality has set up machines equipped with satellite receivers that automatically receive the broadcast, extract the hidden file, and upload the information to the network. We wanted to make sure that the people who are our volunteers and partners in those countries don't get exposed when they cash into the network, Rox says. This elaborate operation is relatively inexpensive, costing just tens of thousands of dollars to serve a wide geographic area. But it has its limitations. It allows for only one-way communication, for starters. Rox explains that having users inside the affected country try to broadcast information back through the EQSAT program would make them incredibly vulnerable. In Myanmar, they go door-to-door -door inspecting houses for satellites, he says. Rox and his team also faced difficulties finding a satellite provider willing to host their Trojan horse channel. Their current provider, which Wired is not naming, as it could compromise the security of the project, has been easygoing about the project, Rox says. Others were far more hostile to participating. Wired previously reported how European satellite operator Utelsat is continuing to broadcast Russian propaganda networks, even as activists call for them to be replaced with independent Russian media. In Myanmar, Norwegian telecommunications company Telenor, faced with increasing demands from the ruling junta to surveil its customers, opted to sell its local subsidiary to a local buyer. Rox admits that these authoritarian regimes may ultimately get wise to this tactic and find a way to thwart it. It's always going to be a cat-and-mouse game, Rox says. I mean, it's never going to stop, which is why you kind of always have to be prepared. Part of the inspiration for EQSAT came from a 2021 paper by Stephen Feldstein, a senior fellow at the Democracy, Conflict, and Governance Program at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. In it, Feldstein warned that temporary blackouts are likely to grow more frequent, but that permanent shutdowns could be on the horizon. Internet shutdowns remain a favored tactic of governments to push back against mass demonstrations, entrench military coups, or cut off conflict areas from the rest of the world, Feldstein writes. China's so-called Great Firewall, Iran's FilterNet, and Russia's Sovereign Internet all signal a growing shift toward state control of the Internet. Governments in Belarus, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Turkmenistan, Thailand, Myanmar, Gabon, and elsewhere are heading in the same direction. Even as these shutdowns become more frequent and sophisticated, democracies are increasingly frustrated about their seeming inability to help citizens overcome Internet controls, Feldstein writes. He identified a raft of solutions, both established and speculative. There have been plans for Wi-Fi-equipped balloons flying over Cuba or invasive satellites, 
and suggestions about beaming internet into lockdown countries. These solutions, however, are impractical, expensive, and are unlikely to work, according to Feldstein. More credible have been virtual private networks, or VPNs, which allow users to tunnel past state firewalls and evade government filtering, and private servers, which allow users to operate outside the controlled internet altogether. Apps like Siphon have managed to deliver VPN and firewall circumvention technology that is user-friendly, and it has already proved remarkably useful for users in Iran, Belarus, and Russia. Google's Jigsaw project is also developing various tools to help civilian society stay connected and to empower independent researchers to contribute. But this technology is already being aggressively targeted by these regimes to great effect, and they are generally cut off when a total internet blackout or lockdown occurs. Since Feldstein published his paper in 2021, he says there's been a mixed record of stepping up the campaign against this kind of censorship. Repressive nations have only become more repressive, while democratic countries have kept up but not pulled ahead. Nobody's really solved the problem, Feldstein says. In fact, it's not a problem that can really be solved. Over the first 138 days of this year, digital rights group Access Now estimates there were 80 internet shutdown incidents across 21 countries. Feldstein says that all free internet advocates can do is keep innovating, and he says EQSAT is a prime example of that. Rox admits their solution isn't a silver bullet, but it's a start, he says. You've got to try to poke holes in those curtains when they come down. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at Wired.com security. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.